This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Dr. Naomi Wolf joins us at the bottom of the hour to talk about, uh, well, uh, for instance, Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew, the legendary Dr. Drew, apologized to her a couple weeks ago because uh, she claimed that the COVID vaccine uh, affected women's menstrual cycles and fertility. And he said, I'm sorry, you were right. Now, there are a few other things that have been proven right. In the last few weeks, according to international studies, including yesterday, 65 countries uh, featured in The Lancet, which is uh, not a political uh, organization, I guess. It's a a medical journal journal of some repute. Uh, They said that, uh, well, it turns out that natural immunity is more powerful than any vaccine. And then a couple weeks ago, an international study showed that masks don't do anything to prevent the spread of COVID. They're a joke. But we still subjected our children to uh, wearing stupid masks and uh, stupid school lockdowns. Let me just give you a, a little sneak peek at, at what's going on in American education and how uh, we've got we've to pull this, this uh, out of the fire. Um. I've got a story here uh, very shortly on the show with regard to uh, Illinois schools, uh, Baltimore schools in the state of Illinois. Fifty-five schools have uh, discovered they have nobody who's proficient in math. In Baltimore alone, 23 schools, I think two kids, proficient in math. What do these schools have in common? Well, they're in Democrat-run areas, and they're largely black kids, which means that those kids are getting wrecked. Their lives are being wrecked. And this is not uh, a big surprise. The Democrat Party has been abusing the black population since its inception. They are the party of slavery and Jim Crow. They moved on to uh, uh, to uh, support uh, Planned Parenthood and the KKK, founded by a Democrat. And, of course, the Great Society, which destroyed the black nuclear family. And then... In cities like Baltimore and Detroit and St. Louis, East St. Louis, reliably you can find uh, Planned Parenthood in a black neighborhood because that's where they usually are or right on the outskirts. And they're generally on, uh, you know, uh, MLK Boulevard or, uh, you know, uh, Malcolm X Boulevard. Uh, And if there isn't a Planned Parenthood there, then certainly the worst crime in the city in those cities is on streets named after heroes of the civil rights movement. But nobody gives a rat's behind about them. No Democrat gives a damn. I do. I do. And I have done this for 30 years with regard to kids in our inner cities, kids of color, because they are, they're given no uh, chance. They, they, uh, well, I'll get into the statistics in a little while. But even at my daughter's school, my daughter goes to a big school, and uh, 
I think, 500 students in her class, about 2,000 students, uh, 600 faculty, staff, the whole deal, the whole deal. Uh, none of them died of COVID. It's weird. But, uh, but my daughter, last week, uh, two-day school week because uh, Friday was uh, teachers, something or other. Thursday was a snow day because they had an inch of slush. The week before, uh, two-day or three-day school week. The week before, a day off. Uh, yesterday, uh, they had the President's Day off. And honestly, uh, let's start making teaching a full-time job. And I'm not talking to teachers. Yes, I know you create grade papers and everything later and all that. I understand. I understand. But you know what? I got a pretty damn tough job, too. I, I work 12 to 18 hours a day in this studio. Welcome to it. But I got to tell you, we got to start putting kids first. And, and we got to get teachers back in schools, and they got to be in school for more days. And, uh, and honestly, weren't, weren't we told that we could do hybrid learning? What, didn't we figure that out, how you could, you could uh, be at home and, and, and be taught on a computer? Well, why the hell did that go out the uh, door? Because we've had three snow days this year. And each time it snowed less than three inches. And unless you're in Dallas or Nashville, if you're above the uh, Mason-Dixon line, uh, you get your butt to school. Get your butt to school, everybody. And if you don't, sign on your computer and teach your classes online. I got to tell you, it really is, honestly, it's ridiculous. It is rid- My daughter has been out of school since Christmas break about a third of the time. For a sundry, uh, you know, uh, teachers' uh, conferences and workshops and uh, oh yeah oh yeah last wednesday everybody was off because they were given the day off so the chiefs could have their super bowl uh freaking parade are you are you out of your mind i think they had a half a day that day and if the chiefs won they got to take the rest of the day off are you out of your nut i love the chiefs i'm really happy they're in kansas city it's pretty cool to live in a city that's had two Super Bowl victories in the last five years and a World Series victory in the last eight. But uh, uh, kids can watch the uh, parade after school. It really is uh, just extraordinarily, just awful, just awful. So uh, I want to do a little bit more of this uh, Donald Trump speech yesterday. Uh, he uh, ripped Joe Biden on President's Day, and he should because Joe Biden is uh, is doing a terrible job as the president. And, and I, I accidentally exposed yesterday. It's kind of uh, interesting. Yesterday, Joe Biden uh, went to Kiev, walked into the courthouse square in Kiev or wherever. For the first time in forever, air raid, air raid sirens going off. And I figured it out because last night, every major mainstream media outlet praised Joe Biden as this great leader, bravely going to Kiev in a war zone where our troops even aren't, aren't on the ground, which makes him even more stupid. Donald Trump flew in the middle of the night to Afghanistan in 2019 in a real war zone, not saying that Ukraine isn't a real war zone, but our troops were there and he went and visited our troops. But Joe Biden gets air raid sirens to telegraph to the entire world what a great risk he's taking. What a great risk he's taking. And, of course, everybody played it yesterday. And then all the usual suspects last night on the nightly news claimed that he was just like Ronald Reagan's tear down this wall moment in the whole deal. And uh, the, uh, the masters of the universe don't hold sway like that anymore. So they can say it all they want, and some people will buy it. And today on The View, they'll talk about how brave Joe Biden is. But the rest of us aren't buying it. The rest of us aren't buying it. 
And here is uh, Donald Trump talking about Joe Biden's uh, trip to Ukraine yesterday. But I'll never forget it. And then I see them asking Biden questions. He looks down. Um, is Jill here from NBC? <laughs> yes. I'd like your question, please. She asked him a question. That's not the way. It never happened to me that no, way, Monica, no, did it? No, never did. They're screaming. These maniacs are screaming left and right. Yeah, like the uh, Code Pink protesters when they approached Joe Biden in the restaurant and politely said, Excuse me, Mr. Biden. We're sorry to interrupt you, but we're really concerned about the the Ukraine thing. When uh, when Donald Trump was the president, it was like, Get us out of Afghanistan! You bleep, 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 bleep. It, it's, it's just kind of funny. Oh, and here's, here is uh, Donald Trump yesterday. And this is one of the reasons why Joe, well, Donald Trump will be the uh, the candidate for the Republican Party. Uh, Nikki Haley thinks she's going to, and she's not. Uh, Nikki Haley says that she's a new generation of uh, politician, and we need a new generation. Now, technically, he she's right because Generation X has not had a president yet. So, technically, Generation X, my generation, has not had a president yet. All right, so she's right that way. But she's wrong about her politics being fresh. They're not. They're old, tired GOP, uh, typical blue blood country Republican, uh, Lindsey Graham wing of the party, uh, Republicanism. Now, this is what Donald Trump talked about. This was one of his platforms for his campaign. This is one of the things that America really cares about that Nikki Haley isn't talking about. Day one will revoke Joe Biden's new executive order establishing Marxist diversity, equity, and inclusion czars in every agency of the federal government and restore the principle of equality under the law. So we're going to do things that were different. You know, we had it all going. I got them all out of the military. And the day I left, that they put them back in. These are highly paid people, 400,000, 450,000 to destroy our military, really. Our military should be thinking about one thing, winning wars if we have to. Yeah, we're uh, down in recruitment 25% by design. Thank China for that. Not thinking about which lawyer to hire if a colonel happens to be a little bit rude. <laughs> Can you imagine some of these old movies, the great old movies where they're being screamed at Screamed at. Now they say, don't you dare talk to me that way. I'm going to sue your ass off. Can you believe? <laughs> this is where we are now. It's crazy. And just as I signed the world's first ban on critical race theory in September, yeah, yeah. I will once again yes. get this poisonous ideology out of our government. We're going to get this ideology right out of our government and out of our military, and out of our lives, because we don't want it. Yeah, because, uh, you see, Donald Trump changed the Republican Party. And unless you're talking about dismantling the deep state, getting this woke nonsense out of the military, getting a strong border, uh, making those who paid for, uh, who did this COVID nonsense to the country, holding them responsible for the destruction that they've caused, Unless you espouse that in your platform as a platform as a GOP candidate, you will not be the candidate. The only person who comes close to it is Ron DeSantis, and he will make a great candidate in 2028. He will kick bleep in 2028. But uh, as far as Nikki Haley is concerned, I don't care what sort of attack she uh, suffers from Don Lemon and whatnot. It doesn't matter. 
because she's never going to be the president. I'm just going to say it. Don't attack Republicans. No, no, no. I'm just going to say the the party has changed. And the old party, for the old party, the party is over. There you go. Let's go to Buster in Santa Cruz, the home of KSCO, our glorious affiliate out there. Buster, welcome to the show, man. What's up? Hey, buddy. You sounded great, Rob. And I Thank totally you, agree. You know, they could have used some better... Uh, backup track sound production on this Hollywood production. Maybe, you know, I like your, uh, War pigs. You and yeah. and what I was, I was thinking more, <laughs> what is it? ACDC highway to hell. Yeah. <laughs> that's more for his economic policies though. Yeah. I don't know if we want to give that song to the war in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know what? <laughs> but you know, what's really scares me of all what? this Rob, if anything would have happened to Biden, oh boy. Harris would have been president of the United States. Yeah, I know. And that absolutely know. scares the hell out of me. I, I don't know how you get scarier than Joe Biden, though, Buster. How, how do you, how was it? How was she scarier than Joe Biden? <laughs> well, the thing is, I think you know, she might be a little more trigger happy. I don't know. Not in my know. personal judgment, I, I but no I think idea. she could actually jump the gun. Where Biden's a little more laid back, I don't know. This I is- don't even know, dude. I think you're you're a lose. It's a lose lose situation right now. It's a lose lose situation with either one of them. To be quite honest, Buster, I appreciate your call, man. Thank you. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. That's internal combustion. And it kicks butt. I did a video that I posted on social media, on Twitter, and on uh, Truth Social and Getter. Uh, I drove by the four uh, brand-new Hummer uh, EVs in the car dealership across the highway from me, and uh, they've been there for a year. And about a year ago, I thought they looked kind of cool. I saw a commercial in the Super Bowl, so I went up and I I saw one, and I I opened the door of it, and I got inside, and I got out of it, and I walked around, and the car dealer that immediately came out and shut and locked the truck. I was like, okay, all right, whatever, you know, that's fine. Well, those four Hummers are still sitting there, half a million dollars worth of Hummers. Nobody wants them because they are 9,000 pounds. The battery weighs as much as a Corolla, 2,900 pounds. If you ever need it replaced, you might as well junk the car. It takes five days to charge on a 110 outlet, and uh, they cost $130,000. So uh, that uh, that little video is uh, going viral, and uh, just go to Rob Carson Show on uh, uh, Twitter, on uh, uh, Getter, and on True Social if you'd like to see the, the pretty Hummers that nobody wants. That's uh, kind of interesting. The bottom of the hour, Naomi Wolf. She has written a book called The Bodies of Others, The New COVID Authoritarians. Uh, And uh, she uh, has also got this website called dailyclout.io. And she has been called a denier and a liar and a quack. And she's been deplatformed. And now she's being proven 100% right about everything. So we will talk to her at the uh, bottom of the hour. It's kind of interesting. Here, this is the mayor of East Palestine, Ohio, by the way. 
Uh, and uh, uh, when Donald Trump announced that he was going to go to East Palestine, he's going tomorrow, suddenly FEMA took an interest. But until then, uh, nobody in East Palestine, and this is, think about how bad this is. When I first saw the footage of the mushroom cloud above East Palestine, I looked at it and I said, this has got to be photoshopped. And I said on Twitter, be careful, this looks like it's been photoshopped. Because <laughs> I, I thought, th- this, is, this is gigantic. This is, this is monstrous. This is uh, unexcusable, unacceptable, dear God in heaven, it's happening, happening in our country. Turns out it's true. And what makes it even worse, the federal government completely ignored it. Because, uh, let's just face it, East Palestine is full of deplorables. Walmart shoppers, Dollar General shoppers, right? They're deplorables. Hillary Clinton called Trump voters deplorables. Uh, Joe Biden said they were, uh, they were MAGA fascists and enemies of democracy. He said that in front of Constitution Hall last year. So does it surprise you? that Joe Biden wouldn't show up in a town that's 95% white and 70% Trump voters. But he did find the time to sneak over to Ukraine and go into Kiev, where they played uh, air raid sirens, which they haven't played in in Kiev recently. But they wanted to make it seem like Joe Biden was really putting himself on the line for the people of Ukraine, and he'd get sycophantic praise from the media and probably get nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for a war, which, you know, you wouldn't put it past him. But here is uh, Trent Conaway, the mayor of uh, East Palestine, last night. I I can repeat, he said, with the president being in Ukraine today, you know, did that surprise you? Absolutely. That was the biggest slap in the face. That tells you right now he doesn't care about us. So uh, he can send every agency he wants to. But uh, I found that out this morning in one of the briefings that he was in the Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there, not to us. And I'm furious. On President's Day in our country. On President's President's Day Day in our country, he's... He's uh, over in Ukraine, so that tells you what kind of guy he is. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much tells you. This is a new Pete Buttigieg theme song. I hear that train derailing. Where is Mayor Pete? It's Jim Gossett. When it comes to loafing, no one takes a backseat. Yeah. Yes, it was a dumb decision. Backseat. To give Pete this post. Because when his help is needed, Mayor Pete's a he had major crises in South Bend. When we have a crisis, Pete cannot be reached. He's totally incompetent and ought to be impeached. Yes, it was a dumb decision to give this job to Pete. I got to do that. It's time to send him packing and put him on the street. There you go. <laughs> mayor Pete, who said that he dealt with all sorts of crises when he was the mayor of South Bend. There was a major chemical spill. There was a guy who, uh, who was hung over one morning at the gas station, and he drove off with a pump handle in the back of his car. And uh, before the automatic shop could kick in, several gallons of gas spilled right there at the 7-Eleven. So it's a, uh, it a pretty big deal. And uh, for those you haven't heard, here's what's going on in uh, East Palestine. News Nation was the first network to speak with her after the disaster. Oh, here they are talking to uh, Aaron Brockovich. The conditions are so bad that one woman who News Nation has been in contact with has rashes on her body after showering. Let's get to News Nation's Rich McHugh live on the ground in East Palestine. Yeah, lots of rashes, lots of coughing, lots of stuff like that. 
probably lots of coffins sooner or later because, you know, cancer-causing agents and all that. But they're just deplorables. Don't worry about it. Naomi Wolf comes up next. You do not want to leave your radio or smart device. This is The Rob Carson Show. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline, Dr. Naomi Wolf, the co-founder and CEO of DailyClout.io. Also, by the way, an eight-time best-selling book author. Uh, and has been saying, uh, speaking the truth with regard to COVID and the vaccine and how it impacts our bodies for a couple of years now while facing the slings and arrows of uh, everybody in the mainstream media in the deep state and uh, big social media as well. Uh, she's on the hotline. Good morning, or I should say good afternoon, uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf. How are you today? I'm good. Good, good afternoon to you. Glad to be it, speaking with you again. It's really good to have you on. I uh, played the audio. Last week, and I, I believe I tweeted uh, or, I, or I texted you and said I, I, I was just thrilled that Dr. Drew, uh, formerly of Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla, a, a show that I used to listen to all the time, uh, he apologized to you um, with regard to how the COVID vaccine affects uh, women's reproductive systems. Why don't you tell us about uh, the mea culpa he had and uh, what he admitted that you were right about? Um, gosh. Uh, well, I appreciate his, his apology and uh, accept it. <laughs> um, so many others who are have been more damaging to not just me, but to millions of women and girls, especially in America and around the world, have not yet apologized or retracted. But basically, um, I was deplatformed from Twitter in June of 2021 for posting an accurate tweet warning women that um, women who had been injected with the mRNA vaccine, the COVID vaccine with mRNA technology, were reporting menstrual uh, side effects. Um, And it turns out this was uh, discovered in by a recent lawsuit by two states attorneys general against the Biden administration. It turns out that this was collusion, illegal collusion to suppress my First Amendment rights um, by the CDC working with Facebook and the White House and Twitter. Um, which is completely against the law. And then Twitter went ahead and kind of smeared me globally. And so I guess Dr. Drew, uh, to his credit, 
you know, we spoke a few months ago, and I referenced these um, menstrual symptoms, and, and since that tweet and that deplatforming, my team of 3,500 medical experts have uncovered horrific uh, documentation within the Pfizer documents that Pfizer knew about and was categorizing and cataloging these reproductive disorders, these menstrual disorders, horrible menstrual damage in women and girls that was that is leading to infertility, which I can go into subsequently. But um, Dr. Drew initially, I guess, sort of dismissed what I was saying. And then to his credit, I guess he heard from plenty of women. And not only that, um, the Project Veritas undercover video of a... Uh, Dr. Jordan Walker saying, oh, yeah, you know, we're causing some kind of menstrual damage to women. We don't really know why. That came out and confirmed independently what our investigators, our researchers, and what I myself had, had been um, finding and warning about. So he apologized to his credit. But more important, more important is that women around the world get this information because we're seeing a 13 to 19 percent drop in live birth, which my team wow. has found before. Wow. Um, I just noticed another headline, UNL, UNLV defensive lineman Ryan Keeler died on Monday. Uh, he was a 275-pound, uh, 20-year-old with a GPA of 3.8. He. Uh, this is on the heels of a 12-year-old dying last week. Every week we have young uh, athletic people uh, uh, having heart failure. Um, and this, uh, uh, you know, this is because uh, it is, I be, as uh, myocarditis appears to be a, a major, um, a major side effect of this vaccine, and it, and it's, we're seeing this, including the the uh, the uh, Surgeon General of Florida. He's saying, do not take this vaccine if you're 18 to 39 years old. What do you know about how this uh, vaccine affects the heart as well? Well, sadly, I know all too much, and again, it's based on the work of these, um, these, these medical and scientific experts directly working with these Pfizer documents that the FDA requested the court to keep secret for 75 years. Um, Dr. Chris Flowers and our group broke a story in May of this past year showing that Pfizer knew that 35 minors' hearts were damaged within a week after injection. Um, nonetheless, the FDA gave an emergency use authorization for teenagers to get injected and it wasn't until august that our government issued a press release warning parents of the risk of myocarditis which is heart inflammation um to young adults um and that so and that was after a summer of all these hip influencers on tiktok and social media paid <laughs> by our government to yeah. get our young adults vaccinated with this yeah. dangerous product um so we do know now, sadly, the mechanism, there are several mechanisms. One is the spike protein, right? goes everywhere. Uh, Dr. Robert Chandler and our group found from the Pfizer documents that instead of the injection material staying in the arm where we're told it would stay, they biodistribute throughout the body to every organ in the body, including the heart, but also they accumulate in the ovaries, you know, causing some of these menstrual and fertility problems. Uh, in the spleen, in the liver, in the adrenals, in the lymph, and so on. But also the lipid nanoparticles, um, and this just kills me, these are an industrial fat. You, they're made in China. You can order them by the carton online. Um, they're covered in polyethylene glycol, which is a petroleum byproduct. And what I learned, um, and this has been independently confirmed, the, and you can see this on the website of the manufacturers, they're liquid at super cold temperatures and remember there was all this you know media hype about these vaccines being kept super cold but it's a 
extension. And so they, they coalesce at room temperature and certainly at body temperature. So you're getting these clots, this thickening of the blood, um, this, the blood kind of with these, this, this aggregation of, of industrial fats going through your, your circulatory system and going through your heart and going through your brain. I mean, we're talking about heart damage now, and you can imagine if an athlete, their heart is pumping, you know, it, it, it could jam these lipid nanoparticles into the heart. There are other mechanisms that have been proposed for damage we're seeing, you know, involving the adrenal system, involving certainly the spike protein, the inflammation of the heart from myocarditis, um, this inflammation throughout the body with lipid nanoparticles because they're, it's a foreign, you know, it's a foreign substance that's being yeah. like a shotgun blast throughout the body. So there's also brain inflammation, which I want to alert people to because a lot of people are seeing um, personality changes or dementias, and that's uh, recorded at scale in the Pfizer documents. So this is this is all part of a picture of massive evil because it's not like, oh, Pfizer had no idea or all these people backpedaling, oh, the science has evolved. That is not the case. We see in the Pfizer documents that from the very beginning, Pfizer knew the vaccines did not work to stop to stop COVID, and from the very beginning, they had a catastrophic um, safety profile with all of these horrendous side effects at scale. I thought this was rather interesting, and I <clears throat> have a pretty decent memory. So I remember the 1700 number uh, because the number of uh, medical incidents among U.S. military pilots that prompted official reporting increased by more than 1700 percent from 2019 to 2022. This also, by the way, uh, there was a 1700 percent rise in vaccine averse event reporting uh, in Florida with regard to uh, young men uh, exactly mirrored the same number 1700 hundred percent in vaccine averse events in uh, in young pilots in the military and young men in florida and uh i would say that's uh, that's quite a, a little coincidence isn't it uh i mean nothing's a coincidence anymore no <laughs> no i mean, no seriously like pfizer knew that they uh, our latest report report number 57 it's pinned on my twitter it's up on daily cloud it shows that um Pfizer knew that people were developing severe neurological damage uh, within 48 hours after the injection, and they kept going. You know, we had two earlier reports saying Pfizer knew people developed liver damage, half of them within 48 hours after the injection, five deaths, they kept going. Um, strokes, 62 people died of stroke, half of the stroke events were within 48 hours. Pfizer kept going. We've un- we broke a story that Pfizer injected 61 children illegally before there was an EUA for children with these mRNA vaccines, including a two-month-old baby, a seven-year-old girl suffered a stroke, a seven-year-old girl suffered a stroke, and the two-month-old baby sustained kidney damage, um, and they kept going. So this is a a massive crime against humanity, and I think as you and I have discussed in the past, but there's even more evidence, you know, since we last spoke, what is notable and unavoidable in the Pfizer documents and in our team's reports is this complete 360-degree attack on human reproduction, from the testes to the ovaries to the placenta being compromised, polyethylene glycol in breast milk causing babies to have seizures, some of them to die, you know, all the way to degraded uh, sperm counts in men, um, damage to the Leydig and Sertoli cells, which is how little boys turn into 
adult men who can, you know, procreate. Um, this is like, and, and we're seeing the, the effect, and, you know, this is why Twitter's so evil and why the White House is so evil. This, menstrual dis- disorder is a red flag, right? You can predict yeah. that there will be fertility, that something's wrong with human fertility when women have these kinds of horrible menstrual symptoms. So if Twitter hadn't suppressed this discussion and me, you know, a year and a half ago, millions of women who are suffering and, and, and also suffering infertility right now um, would not be suffering, could possibly have been spared. Yeah, another couple of things. Uh, we found a uh, study in the Lancet of 65 countries shows that the vaccine is not as effective as natural immunity. Clearly, we have been steered by uh, the government, by the deep state, by the CDC, the HHS, by big social media, which was working with them uh, mm-hmm. and, and also the mainstream media to cover up the fact that your natural immunity is better than uh, than a vaccine. By the way, I did not get vaccinated because I had a uh, height heart attack when I was 32 years old because I had strep throat uh, through a blood clot and and I didn't want to deal with that. Also a couple weeks ago we found out that uh, masks uh, are officially essentially worthless and all of this is coming out Um, and I've seen also uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf that uh, Nuremberg 2 has been trending on Twitter do you suppose that and I I believe that there is a movement to, uh, to expose all of this as you're doing but then also to make sure that those who perpetrated this on mankind will be held accountable for it. Are you, are you uh, confident that will happen? Um, wow. Well, I guess first I just want to remind everyone that this medical experimentation without consent is already illegal. It already violates um, the Nuremberg Code, which is an international law uh, that was established uh, after the Holocaust, um, you know, after Nazi medical experimentation. And it also violates um, laws such as laws against uh, well, um, human trafficking um, and laws against um, un- illegal experimentation in the United States. So these people are already criminals, right? We don't need a new law, right? Nuremberg to the Nuremberg Code is already the law that United the United. Well, States I'm talking about trials. I'm, I'm not talking about oh. new laws. I'm talking okay. about trials. Uh, we, we've got to take a break. Can you hold on for the next segment? Sure. I want to talk about, there's an MSNBC anchor whose cardiologist says that her mitocarditis is caused by a cold. I want to get your thoughts on that. And then also uh, the Biden Biden team working with the WHO to hand over our medical sovereignty to the WHO. We'll cover that next. Does that sound good? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take a break. More with Dr. Naomi Wolf in just a second. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show. We are talking to Dr. Naomi Wolf. Uh, She's got this terrific website, dailycloud.io, and there's a new uh, Pfizer analysis ebook available where uh, this is all the uh, material that Pfizer wanted shut down for 75 years but uh, it is out and Dr. Naomi Wolf joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Uh, what all have you been called since this uh, started? You've been called a denier, what a quack. What else have you been called uh, uh, with regard to uh, those who uh, who would try to shut down your speech when clearly there were some uh, there were some major issues with how the government uh, handled COVID? Yeah, wow. Um, I try not to think too much about what I've been called <laughs> because I've been called everything. 
I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a doctor of English literature. Yes, but, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. We do have these thousands of doctors working on this project. Yes. Uh, so if someone would call me a class, they definitely hadn't done their research. But um, yes. yeah, I, you know, I've been called everything. I, a conspiracy theorist. I mean, of course. I just wrote this essay on my Substack um, about watching the Twitter uh, congressional testimony where all, these are the people who tried to kill me off reputationally and tried to, and did largely, you know, do a ton of damage to my business, to my, my reputation for the rest of my life, probably, you know, Wikipedia will uh, malign me as, you know, quote unquote, um, deplatform from Twitter for misinformation, which they never put in quotes, right? Um, So it's really an interesting case study in how anyone in America now, but you know, I've been for 35 years an established figure in the culture. Yes. The same sites that, that destroyed me and, and called me names, you know, syndicated me till like the day before yesterday, you know, uh, had me on as an expert for 35 years, called me a leading voice in, you know, the women's yeah. movement globally. Yeah. So it, it just really does show that we're living in a kind of post-American reality in which uh, this CCP-style um, kind of, death by a thousand cuts can be directed at anyone's reputation, you know, any public yeah. figure, any well, look at, movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's more well, look at, look at Dr. Robert Malone. Look at Marty McCary. Look at uh, Peter McAuliffe. Look at all these doctors that because they just said, hey, I have another idea. Have you, well, clearly, I've never seen anything like this where a doctor could not prescribe uh, a prophylaxis or a treatment regimen. Ever. Ever. Never. What? What's Never why? Happened. Why? Why do you suppose? I mean, well, I, I, think, okay, they, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you you give me your theory. I, I have an idea. Sure. Well, I, I so I spell out the kind of chain of influence in my book, The Bodies of Others. Yes. Um, where I show that in you know since 2020, actually before this was all planned, you know, it was laid out at least since 2019 with something called Event 201, which was held at Johns Hopkins, but. Um, the World Economic Forum, the WHO, um, the Chinese Communist Party, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and big tech, you know, with a captive White House in our country now, um, all aligned uh, to roll out this lockstep global script in 2020 in which the, the virus was a pretext for the vaccine. And the vaccine appears to have, I, I'm so reluctant to have reached this conclusion, a depopulation result, and from the Pfizer documents, it certainly looks like a depopulation agenda um, and an infertility agenda, and that, in turn, is pretext for what we're seeing rolled out now, and we saw this rolled out since last year, the um, digital uh, identity system, right, which is a matrix where you can get switched off at any time, like the Chinese social credit score, and now the Biden administration is announcing, and other countries around the world all on the same schedule are announcing a digital centralized currency, which is being rolled out just at the moment that our um, kind of fiat currency system is, is collapsing, according to many experts in this world of finance to whom I listen, including Ed Dowd, by the way. So um, this is all a matrix of control, and it's a war really being waged against humanity. Um, I've written in two substacks, and I've explained very carefully why I also believe that this injection is a bioweapon. Um, it's manufactured in China. It's manufactured with an MOU, BioNTech, which is the 
Pfizer subsidiary making the vaccine has an MOU, a Memorandum of Understanding, with the Chinese Communist Party. The SEC shows 100% complete tech transfer from the BioNTech injection to China in 2021, and China has opened 14 manufacturing plants in Western Europe and two in the United States. Dr. Naomi Wolf, I've got to I've got to cut you off because we're at a a hard break here. Um, Obviously, the Chinese Communist Party has been about population control for a very long time to the tune of, you know, killing babies uh, before they were born or after they born if they're girls. So I'm uh, completely with you. Uh, Make sure to check out your uh, 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 your uh, Facebook or I should say your Twitter page, which is uh, uh, name Naomi R. Wolf. And of course, uh, do not forget your daily clout uh, page as well. Thanks for joining me and let's talk again sometimes perhaps we can do a long uh, one hour individual podcast where we can talk about all these things okay i'd love that and everyone right. please do share, uh, sorry share the book with your loved ones thanks so I much i will Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Last hour of the uh, Rob Carson Show. If you want to check out the podcast of the show, including uh, Naomi Wolf's uh, interview, extensive interview last hour, uh, she got a hold of the uh, the documents that Pfizer and the government wanted to keep uh, keep from us for seventy five years. And uh, there is a lot of information about how the uh, vaccine has uh, impacted women's fertilities uh, and uh, fertility and menstrual cycles and uh, all sorts of heart issues. If you want to check it out, you make up your own mind. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, I've read her stuff. I've done my research since day one of this uh, of this pandemic. And, uh, you know, I, I think that I think we've been played. There you go. I think we've been played. Yeah. Uh, and we're and we're our kids are going to suffer for generations because of this uh, this nonsense and this malfeasance. Uh, check out dailyclout.io. That is uh, Naomi Wolf's uh, site with all of her uh, recent articles and research. And then also you can uh, go to uh, her uh, Twitter feed, which is Naomi R Wolf uh, dot uh, you know uh, at Twitter. And then she of course was uh, banned from Twitter, stricken from Twitter, like so many. And, uh, you know, all of the, this is coming out. This, all of this is coming out. This is the stuff that I told you. Uh, this was when I, when I noticed that the government and the mainstream media and big social media were calling opinions uh, that differed from the government's uh, narrative with regard to COVID, with regard to CRT, with regard to the border, with regard to everything. Uh, it, whenever I'd post something, you know, all of a sudden it'd say that, I, that this is misinformation or disinformation. I'm like, why? Why? Well, we find out that the DHS literally had created a department of disinformation. We now know that the uh, the government was uh, was uh, working with a global disinformation index, a group funded by George Soros' Open Society, and uh, they were being funded by American tax dollars, including the National Endowment for Democracy. Uh, and uh, and so it looks like they've been defunded. At least the money that was coming from our government uh, has been taken away. Given our commitment to avoid the perception that NED is engaged in any work uh, domestically, directly or indirectly, we no longer provide financial assistance, uh, says Damon Wilson, the CEO of NED, National Endowment for Democracy. 
Sure, buddy, you had no idea. Sure, I believe you. Uh, as set out in the Articles of Incorporation and the NED Act, our mandate is to work around the world and not in the United States. We have strict policies and practices, blah, blah, blah. So basically, um, uh, Elise Stefanik was instrumental in uh, ensuring that GDI no longer would receive financial support from the NED. I know this is confusing. But basically, an international endowment set up by George uh, Soros shut down conservative speech. And they put together this dynamic exclusion list, which went out to liberal media. This went out to media buying organizations. And it targeted 39 conservative news outlets with the possibility they might spread disinformation, which we're now discovering is the truth. And including in that list was The Blaze, The Washington Times, Newsmax, Judicial Watch, MRC-TV, Real Clear Politics, Daily Wire, Washington Examiner, all of that. So it was a cabal. It was a, a cabal, as it were. And uh, it is going to be defunded and the truth is coming out. There still are people, though, who are refusing to listen and still calling people deniers and all of this stuff. But um, fortunately, like I said, the truth is coming out. Uh, it looks like some truth is going to get to us with regard to January the 6th, the footage of the uh, interior of the Capitol building. On January the 7th of 2021, I said that uh, it's very bizarre that the media the day after was playing this up like the, the worst thing in the country, the worst attack on our, our government uh, since the War of 1812. Uh, since then, we've had Democrats say it was worse than 9-11, although I don't recall on January the 6th, 350 firefighters going into the Capitol to be crushed to death by the falling building. I also don't recall seeing at least 300 people jump to their deaths from the, uh, the nation's capital. And another thing, they were also reporting the day after. I remember these things because I remember these things. They were saying like 50 to $100 million worth of damage to the interior of the Capitol, and none of that has been shown. Not a broken statue, not a burned item. They opened up the Capitol two hours later, and now uh, they've been hiding all of the footage from inside the Capitol. You know why? Because it showed people being led into the Capitol, people being lured into the Capitol, people with earpieces on uh, who had infiltrated the crowd. All of this has got to come out. Oh, just go ahead and just say it's misinformation and disinformation. I don't even give a rat's behind. I don't care. I never have cared. I don't, I don't care. I said that the only people who could come up with a label, disinformation, is the government to make it stick. They're the only one with the cred and the narrative and the control to be able to say that your opinion is disinformation. And I decided early on in this thing that I was not going to have my educated opinion with research, life experience, and common sense. I would not have it be called disinformation. It's my opinion, and it's protected by the First Amendment. And anybody who throws that in your face, you say the same damn thing. 
Never seen this in our history. Never even heard of the word disinformation when they started spewing disinformation and they shut down Hunter Biden's laptop story before the 2020 election. And the FBI worked with Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party to create the Russian dossier, to create a false narrative that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia so they could try to throw the 2016 election. But it didn't work. I mean, it just, all of this, I, I'm, I've been waiting and praying as I've been intermittently labeled, uh, you know, uh, my post disinformation or taken, my, my pages taken away, my Facebook page taken away the day after the election, my YouTube channel taken because I put up a little video from Robert Kennedy Jr. speaking the cr- truth about the vaccine. YouTube took down my channel. I'm just so done with this nonsense. And we have to be done with it because it very close, very nearly came to wrecking, destroying our country. And they're not over it yet. They're still trying. I do have a minor problem with Kevin McCarthy giving the, what I had heard was, fourteen to 16,000 hours of video inside the Capitol from January the 6th to Tucker Carlson. Now we find out it's 44,000 hours. I love me some Tucker Carlson. Don't get me wrong. I watch Eric Bowling. I record and watch Tucker after I watch Eric Bowling on Newsmax, and and I respect him. But uh, this isn't like the Twitter files. The Twitter files, Elon Musk decided which journalists would get the Twitter file information, and he gave it to various uh, people, and uh, many of them very left of center, reporters for the New York Times, et cetera, and they became believers when they found out the truth. Kevin McCarthy has given Tucker Carlson and his team unfettered access to 44,000 hours of January the 6th footage. Um, I have a problem with this because there are a lot of other people who have been covering this story from the get-go. And, and you may say, well, Gateway Pundit, they're a bunch of deniers, whatever. I'll tell you, Joe Hoft has done a very good job at least sharing the story of those who have been in prison for 700 days without a trial. Many times uh, missing medical treatments, beaten, abused, kept awake. Frequently they have filthy water. They are denied toiletries. I can go on and on. It makes Abu Ghraib look like the freaking Hilton. But Tucker Carlson is getting the uh, the 44,000 hours of videotape, which I think should go to many media members. And I would hope that, and I, and I would like to, tuck, to trust Tucker Carlson. He's told us the truth about a lot of things, including the war in Ukraine. <clears throat> he hasn't given us the full truth on the election of 2020. But here is Tucker last night talking about the uh, the video that he and his staff are going to be able to review thanks to Kevin McCarthy. So for really more than two years now, we've been complaining about, and we think it's justified, the fact that the U.S. Congress has held thousands, tens of thousands of hours of closed-circuit camera footage from the public. They have not released any of it. Um, from January 6th. And January 6th, of course, is a transformative event in this country. It's been used to change the country. Oh, yes. So there are about 44,000 hours. Uh, and we have, you may have read this today, been granted access to that. And we believe that access is unfettered. We believe we have secured the right to see whatever we want to see. Um, so we've been there about a week. Our producers, some of our smartest producers, have been there. Uh, looking at this stuff and trying to figure out what it means and how it contradicts or not the story that we've been told for more than two years. 
we think already that in some ways it does contradict that story. And so we're going to spend the rest of this week taking a look at it, assessing it as honestly as we can, and we're going to bring you what we find next week. Okay, and, that, and that's great. And then after they're done with their analysis, we need a second opinion. There you go. We need a second opinion. We will need others to look at this video and tell us what's on it. Uh, by the way, this is a headline. Rupert Murdoch, the chairman of Fox News Corporation, once suggested Fox News host Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingram go on air and declare that Biden won the 2020 presidential election. The conversation between Fox News chiefs was revealed in a 200-page filing on Thursday in uh, by Dominion Voting Systems lawyers as part of their defamation lawsuit against the network. Now, we're discovering lots of stuff with regard to this lawsuit, but uh, apparently... Murdoch was on the uh, deny the Trump uh, 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 allegations of voter fraud train. And uh, that was fairly clear on election night. So there's, there's that. Then there's this. A new filing shows that Dominion Voting Systems executives, including Eric Coomer, knew its voting systems had major security issues, was hacked and riddled with bugs. This uncovered in the discovery with regard to Dominion suing Fox News. So we are finding out some things that uh, would have never seen the light of day, and, uh, and I'm curious as to whether Dominion might end up uh, regretting some of this stuff. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break and come back. We've got a little bit more on this. And, uh, and James O'Keefe leaving Project Veritas. I've got some audio from him, and your thoughts are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. I just saw on Newsmax that uh, Russia is requesting a Security Council meeting on the Nord Stream pipeline. And it's kind of interesting because, uh, well, I think Joe Biden blew it up. Duh. I mean, it's fairly obvious he said he was going to. Um, and uh, there are a lot of people who are echoing that uh, because it would make no sense for Russia to blow up its own pipeline. But apparently the people of Europe are suffering greatly. And in Great Britain, they literally are so short on natural gas that they're having to shut down greenhouses that uh, feed people. And, uh, and they're experiencing a great uh, crisis with regard to shortages of food. And so... Uh, if this is, in fact, confirmed that Joe Biden and the Biden administration uh, had uh, something to do with blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, which, by the way, was one of the greatest um, man-made ecological disasters in world history. You didn't know about it because the media is not covering it, which should send you a very powerful signal as to they know who did it. Um, but uh, they, uh, the Russia is requesting this. This was an act of war. I mean, it was an act of war to blow up a pipeline is an act of sabotage. It's an act of war. And until this time, we have been, uh, we have had a de facto war uh, with Russia. This would be an act of war. Uh, I'm not a uh, an expert on uh, foreign policy, but just you know, common sense and research and all that stuff. And it's just troubling. I mean, it's. It's beyond troubling. And then yesterday, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Joe Biden, is uh, he sneaks over into Ukraine where we're spending more money than we've spent more money than Russia's annual budget for their military. Joe Biden goes into an otherwise quiet Kiev or Kiev. And when he's introduced, air raid sirens come on on cue.
Now, CNN, a CNN reporter said that he'd been there for like five days. They'd never heard the air raid sirens before then. And I believe this was theater. It was all theater. Because uh, that happened. I noticed it. I was like, this is bizarre. Why would, if there were really air raid sirens, don't you suppose that the president of the United States would immediately seek shelter? But no. Uh, I think it was political theater. I think it was there to uh, send a message to the American media uh, and a narrative that Joe Biden risked life and limb for the people of Ukraine. Joe Biden flew into a, a theater of war in the middle of a war, even when our troops weren't there. And that's exactly what they did on the news last night. And that's why I suggested next time he does a walk on in Ukraine, he should do this. The music, uh, Black Sabbath War Pigs, uh, with the air raid sirens, make a lot of sense. Yeah, they make a lot of sense. Let's go to Chris in Fort Worth. Uh, Chris, welcome to the Rob Carson Thank Show, my Rob. friend. What's going on? Man, Rob, it's your man Chris in Fort Worth. How are you, brother? Um, <laughs> hey, sunny weather here is warm. I think there's actually a spiritual awakening coming to the country. It's happening so. in, in Virginia, I mean, yeah. uh, Kentucky. I love it. I got a shout out to. Shout out for James O'Keefe. I love you, man. I'm with you. And Ukraine. Ukraine. JoJo boy, little JoJo, is in key. Fake siren. But um, he should be, his butt should be in East Palestine, Ohio, or down on the border. Or both, you know, traveling between the both. And instead, he's worried about more money versus American life. That's sick. Now, you know, William Penn, uh, you know, uh, uh, Samuel Clemens, they famously said, history does not repeat itself. It rhymes. World War II happened in Eastern Europe. World War I happened in Eastern Europe. Mm, yeah. Does World War Three have to begin in Eastern Europe? Why do we have to make it rhyme? You know, I thought maybe Taiwan's a little more strategical value than Eastern Ukraine or Ukraine itself. What interest do we have? Strategic interest? Nothing. Nothing. That's a yeah. European problem, and we got to leave it alone. We got to say, you got, you guys want humanitarian aid? Here you go. That's it. You guys solve it. Yeah. And go focus on our border and focus on the people of East Palestine. Focus on inflation. Focus on drilling oil, oil, oil to supply Western Europe. That's what yeah. we got to do. But yeah. no, not Joey. Little Joe. Little Joe Joe won't do it. Yeah, Chris, I gotta tell you, I um I, I don't know if we're dealing with sheer incompetence or this is part of an engineered takedown of the United States. Uh, and I'm kinda leaning I'm leaning towards the takedown of the United States. I mentioned this, uh, I think, three weeks ago on a Monday. I listed the myriad ways the country has been weakened, and China is involved in all of them. I mean, it starts with COVID and us not uh, not uh, holding them accountable for releasing the virus on us, uh, you know, and, and the collaboration between uh, the NIH and, uh, and the lab in Wuhan. It just, you know, it, it all kind of leans to to uh, weakening the United States. Uh, I don't know if that means takeover, but it certainly means a weakening and a diminishing of the United States on the world stage, and I'm yeah. worried about it. I'm worried about it, yes, Chris. But, but uh, do we need a foreign war? To no, take we our don't. minds off the possible revolution we might have in this country? I think 2025 is hmm. going to be a very I mean, 2023 is going to be a very wild year. 
Yeah. Chaos yeah, I said, has been happening in the last two years. The only good thing that's happened in the last two years is the Dobbs decision. And yeah. that's it. I can't well, think of one well, other thing that happened good <clears throat> in the last two years. Well, the election, uh, the the midterm, uh, the control of the House going to the uh, to the Republicans, the uh, the purchase of Twitter by Elon Musk, those things have been gigantic, and we are just beginning to see the fruits of those uh, as far as the exposure of the deep state, of the control of the narrative by the deep state, uh, and big social media and uh, and the mainstream media. So those are the positives, Chris. The truth is coming. It's just a matter of uh, you know, uh, and I. See said that uh, 2023 will be the year of a new American revolution because it has to be. So I believe it's coming. We need to be very, very focused. We need to try to stay as positive as possible, and we need to pay attention. All of those things. Chris, God bless your brother. Got to go. Thanks for the call. Last hour of the show. James O'Keefe, Whoopi Goldberg, and Don Lemon coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. has been waging a war on America for decades. That's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. It looks like the U.S. is facing a retail apocalypse. Listen to this. Guys, they are literally making cuts at Walmart. That's not good. Is that good? No, no, no. Uh, listen, 800 big box locations set to, uh, to close from California to New York. Among some of the iconic names that are downsiding, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, Walmart, Gap, and uh, Party City. Party and City. And there, it's funny because there's a shopping center near my home that uh, they have a Party City and a Bed Bath & Beyond. And they're both going out of business right there in that, uh, in that uh, shopping center. I kind of like Bed Bath and Beyond for a while. I'm kind of done with it. Party City, eh, whatever. The Gap, I, you know, the Gap. I, maybe in the '80s, '90s, I guess the Gap. Oh, hey, neatly folded khakis, yay! Really expensive T-shirts. Woo-hoo. So uh, yeah, and then there's the tech wreck in Silicon Valley. Seventy Silicon Valley, seventy thousand jobs in recent months, topping the list of brands. Uh, uh, well, the, the tech jobs, you know. Uh, 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 social media companies are cutting. Too bad, so sad. Obviously, Twitter has shown that it can survive on two-thirds of employees. Um, maybe the federal government could do the same thing. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, like 40% of the federal government still not returned to work. What I would suggest is, hey, you don't need to go back. In fact, let's get rid of your positions altogether. That's what I think. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, there's a big box retail is uh, suffering even some... Uh, even some Walmarts. Party City uh, shutting down 12 locations. Uh, Gap stores, 74 stores uh, slated for closure. And uh, Wally World, I can't even believe Wally World is considering shutting down some stores. They're redoing the Walmart near my home. It's quite exciting. Although they've uh, kind of removed it. I'm like, i got to go ask people, where's the pasta sauce? Oh, it's over where the diapers were. It's really weird. They, they've really, it's like very confusing. Nearly 30% of work continued uh, to be remote in January, six times the rate in 2019. I got to tell you, as someone who works at home, it's nice, but I'd really like to go to work. I, I'm not kidding. I really would. As much as I enjoy sitting here, uh, and I'll just tell you, when I do my TV show, I'm generally wearing sweatpants or cargo shorts and, and a suit jacket. It's just the way it works. I'll be honest. And I also do a comedy show, so that helps. 
But, uh, you know, and it's nice, but I kind of like meeting people, and I think more things get done when you're around the people you work with. That's why they build these big campuses for Google and all these things. And they got a lot of people who can't be bothered with going to work, can't be bothered with getting up and showering themselves and all that stuff. But uh, top five cities, the most significant uh, uh, reductions of person on uh, business premises per uh, percent right now, Washington, D.C., number one with 31%. And I, I really do. I believe that uh, we could, we could, and nothing against you federal government employees, but you probably know as well as I do, there are a whole lot of people that don't do D-word in the federal government, and there are a whole lot of agencies that could uh, seriously be pared down. And if you can get, you know, 100% of the work done with 40% of the population at home or the workforce at home, then it's probably time to start shutting down some businesses or, or some buildings and shutting down some departments and uh, and uh, telling people to get retrained like Joe Biden did with the Keystone XL pipeline workers. Yeah. Oh, I really believe that 100%. 100%. Uh, particularly since Washington, D.C. Uh, is surrounded by seven of the top 20 richest counties in America, and they don't build anything. No automobile manufacturing plants in Washington, D.C. It's all government. It's all your money. All of it. Uh, other uh, significant areas where people have stayed at home, Atlanta, 35%, Phoenix, 31 Los Angeles, uh, 32, because you don't want to drive to work and get shot. Uh, and New York at 33%. New York, I, I again, I don't can't really blame you if you work in Manhattan. It's uh, you know, you, you go into an ATM vestibule. If you went into an ATM vestibule and you see three homeless addicted people crashed out, what do you suppose the chances of you putting your ATM card in and getting some cash are going to be? Because that's what I saw when I was in New York. And I was like, uh, uh, no, and uh, no, and and of course the uh, the smell of weed at all hours of the day, all hours of the day. So uh, yeah, a lot of people still not going back to work. I figure if your business still has thirty percent out, then you know there's a good chance that maybe uh, you know probably don't need those employees anymore. No, no, just part of it. You're going after people who have to stay at home. No, I'm not. I'm just saying if part of your job before the pandemic was to have your arse at work, oh, get your butt to work, you know? I, there are days I would love, when I go to Newsmax in New York, when I go to Newsmax in Florida, when I, when I have gone to WCBM, our anchor station in Baltimore, I love it because, uh, you know, you, you get a little stir-crazy at home. I got to tell you, I mean, honestly, uh, I, as much as I like letting the dogs out 50 times a day, uh, and not having any friends to talk to, eh, you know, I, I'd kind of like to go to work every once in a while. I'd like my teachers at my daughter's high school to go to work more than, I don't know, three times a week, which literally a three-day weeks have been the norm since she went back to school in January. It's ridiculous. James O'Keefe has been forced to resign from uh, Project Veritas. I haven't digested this yet. It's kind of strange that James O'Keefe did that big expose with Pfizer, the Pfizer guy who they uh, caught at dinner saying, man, if we could create our own variant of the, of the virus and then uh, create new versions of boosters for the vaccine, man, that would be a cash cow. And then I'm realizing, oh, yeah, 
there have been like uh, three or four variants of the virus, and and uh, the vi- the vaccine companies have come up with boosters for each of them. You know, it's just kind of weird how that happens. Well, kind of weird. And then, of course, uh, James O'Keefe went and confronted this person at uh, – at uh, a restaurant, and he went bananas and broke somebody's uh, iPad, behaved in an un- unbelievably unhinged and unprofessional manner for being like third in line at Pfizer. So I was kind of like, maybe, man, what's going on there? And then I thought, you know, is anybody really immune from uh, being told what to say or being shut down or being fired? Because we saw a lot of that. We saw a lot of that during uh, the last couple of years. Uh, people who were relieved uh, were fired because they spread disinformation or shut down. And I was wondering if maybe James O'Keefe, the founder and the leader of Project Veritas, would be, uh, maybe he's a victim of that. Maybe somebody got to him at Project Veritas. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't made up my mind yet. Right now, I don't feel uh, either way about James O'Keefe. What they're saying is that he misused uh, fundraising funds, which, you know, won't get you fired from founding Black Lives Matter. I mean, you can buy mansions and everything. You won't even get noticed. And they're still naming curricula after Black Lives Matter. But apparently, uh, if James O'Keefe did something with funds, it was enough for him to be forced out. He went into his office, cleaned out his office, and did about a 40-minute video. Here's a little sample of what he said yesterday. There were tactical disagreements about the boldness of approaches soliciting donations. I was told, and I'm paraphrasing, by asking for X dollars right now, you will prevent 10X dollars down the road. That advice ran contrary to everything I knew to be true in my 13 years of fundraising. Um, But that conflict was even more fundamental and essentially boiled down to this. And my vision, I'm going to paraphrase Howard Rourke, the architect, quote, I don't have I don't build in order to have donors. I have donors in order to build. That's what I believed. And I felt like we had a conflict of visions. We measure our success in terms of what we produce, not just in terms of our wallets. That was a pretty fundamental conflict, I felt. The day prior, I had informed him in front of his colleagues that he, if he wasn't willing to follow my lead, he'd be shown the door. I tried to deal with it privately, but I was unsuccessful, and the disagreement boiled over publicly in a staff meeting. The next day, this individual refused to resign, so I fired him. Later that same day, that's mm-hmm. Feb- Thursday, February 2nd, yes. a few days after the 50 million viewed Pfizer videos, oh, yes. I was informed by a different officer of Project Veritas that he would go to the board in a few hours from that moment and have an emergency vote to restructure this company, receiving an agenda in my email while I was sitting on an airplane tarmac with the doors closing. The, the meeting was scheduled for the moment that my plane landed in Nashville. That is uh, suspect. It became clear to me in that moment I would be removed from my position at Project Veritas by the time I landed at my destination. Now, uh, apparently, Project Veritas has lost a bunch of uh, followers on social media, and James O'Keefe has gained a lot of them. So I don't know exactly what is going on. Uh, It is interesting when it comes to fundraising. I consider uh, Project Veritas, obviously, to be a journalistic endeavor. 
and uh, places like Daily Caller, places like um, uh, you know Project Veritas, places like um, Gravian News, uh, places like uh, Gateway Pundit. Uh, a lot of the times, they have to secure donations or subscriptions because uh, they are shut down by uh, advertisers and and this is you know this disinformation governance board and the cabal that was shutting down uh, advertising dollars for conservative media that's just the icing on the cake it's it's been that way for conservative media outlets forever while dateline nbc you know they've got pfizer they've got general mills they've got everybody so uh, so there is some of that so that's the way that's the modus operandi that's how current conservative journalistic endeavors are able to be done they're with your money because no advertisers would go near them because they face being blacklisted by the deep state, by the mainstream media, by the Democrat Party. So there's that. Uh, okay, another, another uh, well, apparently Don Lemon, by the way, you ready for this? Don Lemon apparently has not been fired. There is a uh, cottage, it's not even a cottage, it's a full-blown multi-billion dollar industry. It's called Big Offense. And you could be fired because somebody's offended. And one of the uh, big money makers is sensitivity training or curricula. Uh, it looks like Don Lemon is going to undertake formal training to return to the air tomorrow. Uh, Chris Licht, uh, you know, formerly the, the uh, what was it, um, uh, Jeff Zucker was the head of, uh, of uh, CNN. And now Chris Licht is. Chris Licht informed uh, Monday that Lemon has agreed to participate in training, <laughs> and he'd be back on Wednesday. So he's going to get he's going to get sensitivity training. He's going to get brainwashed a little bit there, I guess. But uh, meanwhile, everybody at the network is saying they won't work with him because uh, of his uh, uh, pronounced douchebaggery. I'll just say that uh, the female anchors are saying no, but Chris Licht is saying no, no, no. He'll be back on Wednesday. We'll see what happens. Here is. Um, uh, Whoopi Goldberg kind of mimicking, mirroring uh, Don Lemon. Now, Don Lemon was off the air because of what he said about Nikki Haley. He said that Nikki Haley's 51 and women in their 50s are past their prime. Uh, God, I'd love to see him in an MMA fighting ring with my wife. Oh, my God, she would kick his ball. Oh, it would be glorious. But anyway, uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg kind of echoed the same sentiment, except for saying that she's past her prime, saying that at 51 years old, she was kind of too old for the job. She's not a member of a new generation in Washington, D.C. Of course, some Democrats and Republicans have been saying that our government needs to evolve along with the people who live here. Now that's what they're saying, suddenly. Everybody said, oh, yeah, it should reflect all of us. Okay, well, here's a clip. Gen Z and millennials make up about a third of the country, but we're nowhere near a third of the government and think we need a government that needs to look like the country. It's time for a new generation of Republican leadership. The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. It's time for a new generation of leadership. You're not a new generation. You're 51. What are you talking about? Well, actually, when it comes to the presidency, uh, uh, she is. Because Generation X, my generation, hasn't had a president yet. And uh, nothing against you Gen Zers and Millennials. Uh, many of you are very qualified. There are many of you who are uh, leading uh, conservative thinkers. But uh, get in line. I'm just going to say that. Uh, get in line. Now, it, it, why do you support Donald Trump? He's not a new generation. Well, you, nobody's thoughts are. 
it is a new generation, thought generation, outside of the D.C. swamp. Nikki Haley and her ilk are part of the old generation of Republican thought. Donald Trump is part of the new generation of, genera- of, new- of Republican thought. And that can include Gen Z, Millennials, and Generation X. Uh, there you go. Let's take a break. Come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. Ah, Getting ready to wrap up the show. I've got a whole bunch of stuff on the plate that I didn't get to, but I've decided we'll we'll do a little fun here. Um, I got a... A lot of times I'll do a uh, Who Caught the Stupid update or I'll play a, a theme song for something. And uh, and sometimes it, it requires what I would call a double bump, meaning that it is a, a Green New Deal update and it's also uh, really stupid. All right, so I'll start with this. Stupid, 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 people, 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 people. Just play stupid. Stupid as stupid does, Miss Blue. Who caught you're too stupid to have a good turn. Then I'll segue into this. Democrats in Minnesota pushing a ban on gas-powered lawmakers. Green New Deal is lawmakers. a total scam. Lawnmowers. Taxpayers, it is gonna slam. Gas-powered lawmakers. It's just a giant money grab. Bankrupt the country while we all pay the tab. Take it away, Bernie. Electric cars you can't afford to drive. Jim Gossett. Economy will fight to stay alive. Destruction will be far and wide. We'll be suffering because Joe Manchin lied. Windmills can't drill. EVs, huge fees. How did it pass? Goodbye, cars with gas. Green New Deal is a joke. So, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Not only am I on the same page as far as uh, the uh, war in Ukraine with Code Pink. I know, weird. Uh, I'm also thinking about getting a bumper sticker for my uh, my my uh, Ford Bronco that says "Save the Whales," because uh, these uh, windmills are building off the East Coast. All the pounding with sonar of the of the and, and scaping of the land and and building the windmills is killing whales. So there's that. But in Minnesota, God, I'm so glad I don't live there anymore. Democrat lawmakers are pushing a ban on gas-powered lawnmowers, chainsaws, uh, to curb the climate pollution. It's climate pollution now. Two Minnesota Democrat lawmakers proposing a pair of bills that would significantly impact the state's backwards and uh, neighbor backyards and neighboring ice rinks in an effort to combat uh, climate change. So not only do they want to do uh, uh, lawnmowers and chainsaws, they also for the people who have these zambonis. Did you realize in Minnesota they have zambonis? People will take their yard, their backyard, and they'll flood it. And they will make an ice rink for their kids who play hockey. Not kidding. And they get these little Zambonis. Well, apparently, they want uh, uh, ice resurfacing machines like Zambonis to require only electric batteries. Now, Zambonis, for anybody who knows anything, are powered by natural gas. Clean burning natural gas. If you've been to a hockey game, you would know that. But these morons uh, want to get rid of uh, of lawnmowers. And by the way, my wife, uh, part-time job at Ace Hardware, and I can get, uh, they, they have a riding lawnmower, zero-turning zero radius um, electric that's $5,000, and it's a piece of crap. 
So uh, this is what, they, by the way, in, in Minnesota, the Democrat Party is called the Democrat Farmers and Laborers Party, which is fairly socialist, communistic. But you know what? Uh, as I said earlier, um, and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene said, maybe it's time for a national national divorce. If that happens, uh, you guys can have California. I'll throw in Minnesota, Illinois, and New York. Let's come back and wrap things up. This is the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. Check out the podcast. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen. Also, support Newsmax on DirecTV, 877-NEWSMAX, 877-NEWSMAX. God bless you guys. Hang in there. We're going to be okay. In the meantime, don't catch the stupid. See you tomorrow.